Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 24 of the Audible Farm podcast. This week, I'm sitting down with Vince Benishek. He and I actually go to school together, and, uh, well, it's pretty cool. I met up with him, and we found out we like the same kind of music. Uh, I found out he actually plays guitar and bass, and we uh, ended up going to a jam night in Bode, Iowa, that was hosted by Scott Dahl and several other musicians and we discussed that in the upcoming podcast, as well as a handful of other topics that aren't necessarily 100% music related. But we uh, discussed going back to school and a handful of other things. And I had a really good conversation with him. Uh, we sat down and talked for quite a while. And this is one of the first podcasts that I have not done any editing to. So hopefully it turned out pretty good. I didn't really have too much time to edit the audio. There's a couple spots where we laugh pretty hard and end up spiking the audio a little bit. But uh, it was a really good conversation. I had a great time sitting down with him. I hope to sit down with him again in the future and do another podcast with him. If nothing else, I hope that the two of us get together and make it to another jam night because I, I had tons of fun playing guitar with him. Uh, the, the jam night we went to, we ended up playing some blues songs that he and I both had in common that we really liked. And we've been debating playing a couple other jam nights here and there. But uh, due to due to you know him and I both having a lot of school work to do and things like that, we didn't necessarily make it to some of the jam nights. But I'm still trying to get out there to a handful of them. So if you see Jam Nights pop up, make sure you make it to those. They're tons of fun. Bring a buddy. Even if you don't play, they're fun to go to. So this week, I'm sitting down with Vince Benishek. He's not actually in a band right now, but you know I'm sure he would love to, the opportunity to play in a band. He does a lot of fun stuff on his Snapchat. We talk about that a little bit, too, here coming up. And uh, that's pretty much it. So... Enjoy the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did because I had a really good time sitting down talking to Vince. So I appreciate Vince for joining me for this podcast. This is episode number 24 with Vince Benishek. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. So I'm sitting down today with uh, Vince Benishek. Is that how correct on the last name? Uh, yeah, Benishek. Yeah, that's ben, it. You're, ben, you're right. Benishek? Yep. Okay, not Benishek. <laughs> yep. Okay, so uh, yeah, like we met at Iowa Central. We both started doing the accounting program here at the school. And uh, it's pretty crazy because like, you know, when I first started seeing people like around the class, I just kind of was like, oh, this this guy knows what's up, you know, like... I just For do, sure. <laughs> yeah, slightly on a different wavelength than most people, I guess. It's, uh, I don't know. This might be some banter we could take out, but, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's totally like, uh, you know, I've talked to Nikki about that. I, I, we've kind of discussed that a little bit, you know, it's like, I feel, and I've, I've talked to other people in the class that are younger and when I'm explaining stuff to them. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just like, you know, you just think a different way once you hit a certain age almost. You know, when I was 18 and 19, I didn't really care so yeah well I was you know I was the same way so it's that whole like uh going to school when you're a little bit older you know it, yeah uh, it, it does help a little bit because you kind of want to be there a little bit more oh for sure yeah like I mean uh, I guess with with my deal too is I'm at I'm almost at a perfect age for me I think you know like I was I was 
getting mature enough to want to sit down in a classroom you know yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i mean like there's also those like society pressures of like you should have gone to school at this age or whatever and like i had had a good job right out of high school so screw them (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah i mean i i saved up my money working at my job so i could you know go back to school so it's uh it's just different strokes i guess for different folks and uh it's just kind of funny to see like I kind of found out you're a little bit older than most people, and it's like, oh, okay, that's that's pretty cool. And then it's like, oh man, this guy kind of likes the same music I do. For you know, like we started talking a little bit about that stuff. And well, I I remember I think like uh, the first time, and I I don't know if this is right, but like the first time I ever really mentioned anything about music to you is I think you were wearing an Iron Maiden shirt yeah, to pr- class one day, probably. And this is like well over a year ago, probably like you know first semester last year or second semester last year, whenever I can't remember. Yep. But uh, yeah, I walked in and I was like, "Oh yeah, dude, you know you like Iron Maiden? That's that's fucking kick ass, you know? Me uh-huh. too." <laughs> you yeah. <know>? So. <laughs> I uh, I used to play a game on my Snapchat where every semester I would uh, go, I'd start because I have a lot of Iron Maiden shirts. Mm. I've seen them a lot. So uh, what I would do is I just take an Iron Maiden shirt every day until I would get a different one until somebody said something <laughs> about it, and then I would finally quit wearing iron maiden shirts <laughs> and i you know i can't do that this semester because i'm dressed up all the time but uh it was pretty funny because like uh the one semester i had a teacher was just like oh nice shirt and it was like right after <laughs> class he pulled me aside he's just like hey you know this is they're actually a really good band and i'm like yeah yeah they are you know so like instantly it was just like oh that's hilarious this this is too funny so that was like one of the cases and then the other one was was you actually but like yeah. you know it's that's I don't know. It just used to be a game I would play. I'd try to you know get bored because when I first started going here, I didn't know anybody, and I'm so much older than everybody else. For sure. It's just like is anybody even going to talk to me? You know, you get a little little weirded out by your age gap. But uh, you know, you just hang out with everybody for a couple of years, go to the same program as them. You get to know them. Everybody's pretty cool. You know. Uh, definitely, man. I, I and with the age gap, like you're obviously a little bit more than me, uh, but. I I'm still you know I'm almost 24 and everybody else is like 18 and 19 so it's still kind of weird for me you know being around even though like I'm on the rodeo team and I I'm, yeah. I've have all of these teammates and I'm around them all the time it's still like whoa you know like and I'm walking around with these dudes and like and <laughs> I don't know how to explain that it's like you go to hit on like these young chicks and you don't even you know I didn't even it didn't even fathom to me at first like oh you know like I'm talking to these young girls you know yeah that are like 18 and then like oh all of a sudden i realize oh they kind of think i'm weird yeah <laughs> you know yeah so it's it's kind of funny i i realize that and i'm like oh crap you know and i realize you know they're my youngest brother's age and that's i also think that's a little weird that's, yeah <laughs> when you start relating it to stuff like that it's, it's really odd because it's like one that got me was like i'm closer to a lot of people's parents age than i am yeah. to their age and uh i mean it's not that way with everybody but it's just like oh that's it's kind of kind of crazy but all right um anyways well that's super funny too because i uh last year when i came to school here there was a girl on my team and i'm actually really i'm really good friends with her family and used to hang out with her dad all the time so like her dad's one of my really good friends so i'm going to school with this dude's daughter and he's Uh like one of my good friends so it was really funny like we had a home rodeo and and uh 
we went out to the bars afterward together and we get we get smashed and go back like we go back and knock on her door and <laughs> it's probably like 2:30 in the morning we're like banging on her dorm do- dorm door dude it was just funny but oh man <laughs> yeah it's i mean going back to school uh i i'm glad i'm going back at this age and unfortunately i don't have like the ability like i could party with people but like i'm oh, past man. my i'm like so i'm so weirdly past my party stage like i want to party still but like I also kind of don't because I got stuff to do. I don't know. It's so weird to try and describe it to people. But yeah, uh, I I agree, man. Uh, like I've I've definitely toned it down this year. Like I have gone out a total of less than ten times. So yeah, like, is that this, mean, <laughs> is that this calendar year? Because we're only two months into the calendar year. Yeah, no, as in like the school year. Okay, like total. So, yeah, so like last semester and this. Yeah, one, this yeah. Sem- yeah, for okay. sure. <laughs> All right, I was gonna say like. I've only partied 10 times and it's been a month and a half. It's been a <laughs> slow year, you know. No. <laughs> no. So uh but yeah, like I mean, I do recall one time it was uh, last summer. I'm playing the Rock and Picnic in Humboldt and we put some videos online and you were just like, "Dude, you're playing Ted Nugent. This is awesome." Oh, for sure. <laughs> and uh I mean, that was like that's when I kind of was just like, "Yeah, dude, like this guy knows what's up music-wise too." We started talking a little bit more about music and then I remember you were just like, dude, you were f- playing Freddie King. And I was just like, oh, my God, he knows who Freddie oh, King yeah. is. So, uh, <laughs> you know, when I, it's just it's just one of those things. It's like a breath of fresh air. I don't have to listen to uh, uh, click tracks with rap going over top of them and stuff like that around people at school. Because, like, the first couple of semesters, that's all people were like, listen to this. And I'm like, oh, it's not my favorite kind of music. Sorry. But then I get to meet somebody that's like, Freddie King is cool. And that's it, like, oh, that is awesome. You know, so. I, I, I totally know where you're coming from, man, because there's like nobody that listens to that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it's like, man, when you were playing that deal in Humboldt, and I remember like the first one I commented on maybe was you were playing Stormtrooping. Yep. And no, like you, if you find any kid that is going to school here that knows that song. Yeah. Like I'd I'd probably give them a hundred bucks if I had a hundred bucks to give them. Yeah. Because no like, you know, th- that's just unheard of. Oh yeah, totally. And so like, and everybody knows Stranglehold and stuff like that. But you know, Stormtrooping is a badass song too. And I'm like, oh man, you know, that's so cool. If some other dude's playing that. Like I learned that on bass a really long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I was that was like the whole gist with that uh, gig was I we threw a band together. Um, just for that show and i mean it'd be awesome if we could do another couple of shows i was actually thinking about that on the drive down here while listening to some music i was like man we should should get the stockyard together and throw this song together again but uh i mean we tried to pick songs that everybody knew that wouldn't be their most popular um like we played gots to get paid by zz top was another one. Oh yeah and it's like um we put also played that was our opening song, and our last song was "Just Got Paid." Yeah. So, so we started out with "Gots to Get Paid," and then ended with uh, "Got Just Got Paid." So, we had you know a little tongue in cheek and fun stuff like that, but we also tried to like not pick the most popular song by every single band that we play. But Stormtrooping was always like one of my favorites. Um, the lyrics just seemed to fit pretty well, like in almost any time frame, just because of uh, the way that things seem to be going in the socio-political environment that's around everybody. Totally agree. Uh, Totally agree. That's actually why I really like that song, too, is because it's just lyrically is everything kind of fits into it now and it did then too i mean the song was written about around the time during the vietnam war yep so 
I mean, yeah, it's it, and it's. I've always thought, you know, I'll be watching like a World War Two de- documentary of all the Germans like storming Europe, and yep. it's like, oh, stormtrooping would be badass to play right now, or even yeah. like Star Wars, you know, that's yeah, where it's, exactly. you know, you get yeah. it from. <laughs> yeah, I, and that song is like one of my favorites, and I mean, I want to bust it out at a jam sometime, but I'm not sure how many people actually know enough of that song to kind of follow along, because even though it's pretty straightforward, there's some goofy bits in yeah, it. Yeah, there's some weird parts to it. And you can delete those weird parts if you need to, but, you know, just for the sake of the jam night, because I, uh, I'm a big fan of that, where it's like, nah, we're not going to play this goofy bit of this part. Like, uh, like for example, uh, you and I had went to the Red Lantern and Bode uh, last month to one of the jams that Scott Dahl put on, and we, we show up to the thing and we had sort of planned on playing. You know, like we're we're go like yeah, let's go play some stuff. And uh, I always go into those those kind of jam nights with a full intention to yield to anyone else that's going to play. If somebody else wants to get up there, I'll let them play first. Doesn't matter to me. But like. Uh, Scott Dahl just came up to us and was just like, puts a, puts our names in his phone so he can announce us. And he's just like, how many songs do you want to play? And it's like, I don't know, like two or three. <laughs> and and so sure enough, we just get on our phones and it's like, I want to play these three songs. And uh, we ended up playing Ted Nugent that night. Oh, yeah. Uh, we did play Stranglehold, which uh, has become one of the songs that I guess I play probably too much at jam nights. But it's uh, one of my favorites. And uh it's fun to play, and that's another song that's got a little goofy bit, kind of most of the way yeah, through. When that when that bass gets to the low part, and it gets to the low part there. Yeah, everybody kind of goes uh, to the lower section to play the original riff for the most part. But they, uh, we, you know, most people don't know that, and you and I both knew it, uh-huh. but uh, nobody else was going to go to it. Um, um, I mean, for the sake of the soloing and stuff, just for the key switch, we just, I was just like, hey, let's skip this part, and you were bang on the spot man and switched it right back up so yeah well and i like it was awesome because you know i i knew that was going on i didn't even think of you know oh you know nobody else is gonna know about that i was like i'm just gonna play the song you know and uh, i get to that part and i started you walk up to me you just like turn around walk back right away and you're like hey man we're just gonna skip this part while we keep playing i was like okay cool and i just went right back to it yeah man (laughs) That was like, I mean, I knew you could play, but like we show up with guitars and you decided to play bass instead. So you hopped on the bass. Uh, and and the cool part about that was it was just like, all right, sweet. So we can play both instruments. And so then I told you to kind of switch on the fly. And it was just like, all right, he's right back in sync with everybody. So it's like, I know you can play. And that's like one of the coolest things. Uh, I found somebody here that, you know, wants to go to like jam nights and play guitar and stuff. Well, the, the cool part about that for me, too, is I, I started on bass and I, you know, I, oh, start, cool. I started playing uh, uh, trombone, actually, and reading bass clef music. And don't, don't really ask me to do that anymore because I wouldn't remember a lot of that. But uh, I, I could probably give it a try, but I don't know. Anyway, yeah. uh, so I picked up a bass guitar. You know, I got my first bass for my birthday is actually kind of a school story it was like i was maybe like 12 or 13 maybe that's awesome or some sometime around there and uh i remember you know i was i asked for one for a long time because i had a buddy that played guitar and he's like oh you should play bass with me i need somebody to play bass with me i was like cool dude like i want to play bass like for like with you you know i want to play yeah i want to be a rock star because what teenage kid doesn't want to be a rock star Yeah, exactly and so i remember it's like two weeks before my birthday and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, hounded my mom. What'd you get me? What'd you get me? Blah, blah, blah. Go into our storage room and there's a loft in our storage room. 
and I climbed up there one day just for the hell of it. I, like, I don't even know what I was doing. Yeah. But I climb up there, and there's this red uh, Yamaha bass sitting there. You know, kind of a cheap bass, but it was, like, yeah. metallic red. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I had the PJ-style pickups, and I'm like, oh, man. They they got me a guitar finally. Like this is so badass, dude. I was so happy, and I I remember that. And uh, fine, I just told my mom I was like, you might as well give me my present early because I found that thing already. You know, <laughs> got me a little PV amp to jam on. Oh, that's sweet. So, oh man, that's actually a really cool. St- like I didn't know you actually played the bass to begin with. So I mean, I mean, there's something we already learned. Like I've known yeah. you for like two years or something. <laughs> I learned so. That's that's pretty sweet. I uh I actually started playing the trumpet in high school. Well, I played I started in like 5th grade, but uh I played all the way through high school until like my senior year. I uh kind of gave up, you know, through high school and didn't really practice at all. Unfortunately, uh I picked up the guitar and was just like, "I want to be a you know, I want to be a rock star." And that was like my rock star experience was in high school. I tried my best to live out all the dreams I had. Yeah. And, oh uh, yeah. <laughs> ho- now I'm just trying my best not to prove that i didn't peak in high school i don't know like <laughs> it's uh so but yeah like uh i still think if you if i really wanted to i could play some trumpet probably not very well um, oh yeah but like i bet you could probably bust that trombone out if you really I, had to. i guarantee i could play a couple notes and uh you know i'm pretty sure without moving the slide at all uh you know the first note you learn is like an f so i'm pretty sure that's that's right yeah. I don't know. I can't remember for sure, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, I actually don't know, unfortunately. So, yeah, well. I mean, we could Google it, but I'm, uh, let's just leave it up to somebody to make yeah, fun of us on the internet you, for not knowing. A, anybody out there listening, uh, hit us up and let us know. <laughs> yeah, Iowa's 14 trombonists are going nuts in their car listening to this. No, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I uh, I kind of miss playing in a band like that, though. You know, like uh, did you you played in your school yeah, school yeah. band. Yeah, actually, I I uh, I played in band, and uh, it was in junior high. I did in high school, but I I also played in jazz band, and that's. Did you say you did or you did not in high school? I, I did not in high school, okay. but it was more less from the time I was like in fifth grade to eighth grade. Yeah, and. Uh, I played in jazz band as well, and I, I, I thought jazz, the music we played in jazz band was really kick-ass, I thought. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a lot of bluesy stuff in there, and we uh-huh. had a phenomenal guitarist and a phenomenal oh, cool. sax player, too. Oh, that's sweet. Um, Mitch McAndrew on the guitar and Caleb Schmidt, uh, he was the sax player, and th- those guys are awesome. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I remember that. And th- they ended up doing it all throughout high school, and, and it's no wonder because they were awesome, but I... That that really helped me form a taste in music. Yeah, you know, as when I was around that age, and you're sitting there, and I'm, you know, you're, you know, I play, I I was hanging out with, you know, Mitch, the guitar player, and that's the reason I started playing bass was him, and yeah, you know, I was always a, a rocker, and we were listening to blues stuff. He got me into a lot of different kinds of music, man. So it's a big big shout out to him for growing up with yeah. him and another buddy of mine from back home too so yeah i feel like everybody when they're growing up has that one person they lean on quite a bit um for their like musical preferences and stuff that kind of shape them and you know into who they are today oh for sure and, i mean like maybe i'm fortunate enough to have a couple of them but i i used to always uh hang out with tom hanrahan he's this guy that i grew up with in high school he was in my first band when we were growing up and uh we always listened to like a bunch of punk music and stuff like that. And, you know, pop punk was kind of, yeah. you know, we kind of phased in and out of that and started listening to some heavier punk and some older punk and, you know, but, uh, 
Then I started listening to metal, and that was with uh, Clint Blumker, the guy that plays drums in Three Finger Betty and Unity, and and you know, well, five or six other bands at the moment. Like, he, <laughs> I, you know, he just played a show. Crazy. In, yeah, he played a show in St. Louis not too long ago. I think. I mean, he's always always playing shows. It seems so. It's pretty cool for him. But uh, yeah, it's it's awesome how like you can always f- go back on those memories and be super fond about. Uh, you know, just kind of talking to people like I, like I just remember so many times going to like CD warehouse and buying used CDs. And oh, it's just yes. like, oh sweet, like let's get these Anthrax CDs and then <laughs> and I'll burn a copy for you and you burn a copy of you know the one you bought for me. You know, and, oh, we'll both, sure. and then we'll both have each one. And you know that was how like I got a copy of Among the Living because I I bought Spreading the Disease and he bought Among the Living and it's like well, let's just burn a copy yeah, for each other and it's it's like you guys like a four dollar CD wasn't cheap enough you know <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well like looking back on that I did the same crap with like a uh, you know I download uh, music onto iTunes and stuff and like yep. like not not like buy it from iTunes like I dial- download it onto my iTunes from the internet uh-huh. and then I'd burn CDs of it. Yeah, you know, so I'd burn like I'd have full CDs and that, and I did go out and buy a whole crap load of CDs. Like I mean, and uh, oh yeah, dude. when I was when I was young, that and I uh, some records too. I have a vinyl collection, but that I I got a lot of my stuff from my parents. Uh, you know, they were they grew up in the eighties and seventies and eighties, and that's the stuff I really started listening to, and the stuff I really liked. Yeah. Um. So you know, I I remember uh, I found a. Uh, Kiss Destroyer. My mom had that. Nice. Uh, you know, my dad had a couple of Molly Crew. He's a huge Aerosmith fan too. I, um, I just started going through and listening to Aerosmith's uh, full discography recently, and nice. uh, I was pretty blown away by how damn good it is. You know, yeah. it's, it's good stuff. Yeah, like honestly, I I don't think of. I never really thought of Aerosmith as like a huge big band, and then I found like a huge Aerosmith collection that my dad has. Yeah. And it was all on tapes, actually. Oh, that's cool. And, yeah, which is nuts. <laughs> you know, I'd, I had a truck that had a tape player in it, so. <laughs> yeah, dude. I've, I had a car that had a tape player, and I, I amassed quite a collection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. But they definitely, both my parents had a, a bunch of tapes, man, so. I also think it's kind of weird that, like, you were talking about how, like, you used to download music, and, like, quite honestly, I, I did, too. Who didn't back in the day? Yeah, Let's for say sure. We're all honest with one another. But it's awesome, like, it's just weird how that just, like, phased out and went away. Like, they gave, like, everybody started building up, like, iTunes was one of the first places you could go, and it's like, here, buy this song legally if you want to. Yep. <laughs> and And people were just like... All right, it's ninety nine cents. I don't care. Let's do it. You know, yep. and it kind of changed the way the music scene went. Everybody just wanted to get a single. You know, that was so popular that everyone would buy the single at least, and then if they wanted to, they'd buy the whole album. And it's just like, you know, it kind of changed the way the music scene kind of did things. And then people just started giving stuff away for free and put it on YouTube, and you could listen to it that way. And then Spotify came about, and it's like, well, hell, that's just five bucks a month. And then you, where's like the ethics of that lie? Because every band, you know, like, oh, you got 14 million plays. That's nine cents, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> where's the ethics and all of that kind of stuff? Is that, yeah. any, is that any better than downloading stuff on Napster? You know, it's, uh, yeah, and I, I, I don't think it is. Uh, you know, the whole iTunes thing is kind of a decent idea, you know, oh, the 99 cents for uh, a song or whatever. I don't, I don't think that's too bad of an idea, yeah. really. But yeah, I, I, as I started to get older, and I mean, you know, when I started to get like junior or senior in high school, I was like, man, I'm never going to down like like pretty much pirate something again because like, 
you know, I I felt bad about it because I was like, oh, if I want to be a musician, then I don't want to get screwed too, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, to touch on what you were saying about how like, you know, the people would buy the single, I don't think, you know, back in the, back in the day when they'd just release, you know, when they had the records and stuff, yep. they, they'd cut, you know, their single on one side and the other, you know, on a yep. double-sided, you know, and yeah, release it before the album, yep. you know pick your two best songs, you know, and put them on there and then hopefully people like it and buy the album too, you know. Yep. So Yeah, I mean it wasn't totally a new concept, yeah, I guess, but, you know. But it's definitely different. Yeah. So. Cuz yeah, cuz I mean like people could just go out there and buy that one song by that one guy and you could be a one-hit wonder and still make a million bucks, you know. Oh yeah. Um, I wish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know if that's in any of our forecast. I mean the fact of the matter remains that like obviously you and I don't have aspirations of being rock stars so much anymore we just really like to play and that's the reason that we play yeah you know i and i i agree with that and if i ever fell into a chance to be in like a, a band that was really good you know and i and i didn't really ha- i had the opportunity yeah you know and i had the money saved up to where hey i could do this uh-huh. you know i'm definitely gonna do it and uh-huh. I would definitely, I would still like in the future to like record some stuff oh, yeah. of my own, you know, whether it be songs that I've kind of written down or, well, I don't want to say songs. I want to say half-assed songs that I've written down <laughs> yeah. because they're all, I've got a couple that are like, you know, just little bits and halfway done and I'm just yep. like stuck there. So I move on to something else, you know, yeah. but, uh, you know, and do, do a couple covers, whatever, but you know, that stuff sort of thing so i mean uh you're looking at a, a recording setup right here I yeah mean, i got the microphones and we got the software we could run it if you really want to yeah, so. for sure well i don't think i'm gonna do anything in the near future but <laughs> oh man um i wouldn't mind like getting together and just like making a couple of recordings just for fun with somebody i mean i uh i've got very limited recording experience either being in a studio and being recorded or doing it all myself but uh i mean the podcast seems to be going okay. For yeah, the most part. actually, uh, it's it always every time I've listened to it, it sounds really good. So yeah, and that's like the thing I'm blown away with is like how good technology is these days. Like back in the day, you would buy something for extraordinarily less, and it's like this thing's gonna break. You know, or like I I mean, if I'm honest, I'm using a couple of pretty cheap microphones, and uh, they have held up to the test of time. Well, they definitely work good. I mean, they sound. They sound phenomenal when you're listening. When I listen to it on YouTube, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I mean, that that kind of harkens back to this. Like, I that's just something where it's like if you have Amazon, you know, somewhere to find anything you want. Uh, that's not a plug for Amazon. Don't support them if you don't want to. I really don't care. But uh, so like you go on Amazon, there's like every single thing you could ever imagine on there. And uh, back in the day, the internet used to not quite be like that. So like. When I used to download stuff, when I, like, you know, you quit downloading stuff. And then uh, for a while, it was just like, man, I want to listen to this band from Finland that there's no way in hell anyone in anywhere near nowhere Iowa could find me this band's import, you know, mm-hmm. import this thing in and find it. Like, I used to go to a place in Chicago, and it was called The Rolling Stone, and it was just a record store. And nice. uh, they had records and CDs and stuff, and they had a giant section of imported stuff. And it was just like, that was the place I always went to to like dig through to find these like foreign bands that I had like read about in guitar magazines or like heard about in articles online and stuff. And it's always super tough to get their music sent over here, and you could never find it anywhere. So, like, if I ever had to, those would end up being like what I would end up downloading. But, uh, 
yeah i mean like way back in the day we'd burn cds for one another and stuff and, like, <laughs> i've still got like a stack of burned actually almost all my burned cds i gave away to somebody that uh kind of needed music in their life and they didn't have enough money to like even have internet to have spotify i don't even think they had a phone at the time and i just gave them all my cds i was like here you go yeah you know, damn like, so uh i mean those are all the burned ones but man i've got dozens upon dozens upon dozens upon dozens of cds that i've bought i mean i've got like the entire maiden discography on cd that's like another a, like a band for a while it's just like we gotta get them all like oh, yeah. buy all the all the albums cause oh, yeah. why not? you know and then it was like oh megadeth better buy them all you know like <laughs> oh like, you know, this, those, there's a spot in there where there should be another album you know so i just when i was doing stuff like that i uh every time you know, I, I was a kid. I started that, you know, before I had a license or anything. And I, like, detassel for money in the summertime, dude. Yeah. And so, like, every time I went to Walmart or something with my parents, I'm running. I'm like, all right, I'll catch you later, man. Like, I'm running to the uh, to the CD section, you know, the electronic session, section and looking through everything they have. Yep, you know? so. yep. And now it's a situation where, like, you probably, I don't know, I heard, you know, there's a lot of stuff there that's edited. I don't know if they still do edited CDs, but, like, you used to not even be able to find anything unless it was edited there. And that was, like, kind of what turned me off. I think the last CD I bought at a Walmart, and this is going to make a bunch of people chuckle because I know some people are going to listen to this and laugh about it, but it's uh, it was Sonic Boom by Kiss. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah. <laughs> so i uh <laughs> oh man <laughs> hey bro it's okay i have i have a fucking a huge i mean like four foot long by three foot wide sonic boom kiss poster at home <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh it's just one of those things in, in retrospect and the more you know uh it's <laughs> And if and if you don't know, it's not one of Kiss's. Uh, oh it's my. not heralded as their best album. Let's put it that way. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if we ended up spiking a little too much while we were laughing, but uh, that's what you get. So, uh, yeah, like one of the reasons I wanted to do a podcast with you actually was like the fact that you and I kind of like met by happenstance, went to school here. It's just kind of weird that like you're from one end of the state and I'm from like near this area and we met, we have like this age difference. We kind of like the same music. We end up going to a jam night, jamming together. Uh, you know, we're both, gonna, we're in the same program here at the school. We're both, yeah. we're both doing accounting. Uh, it's, it's just kind of weird that, you know, I I'm, I just I still think it's crazy that I met you, and I'm not trying to like get all bromancy on you, but like it's it's super crazy that you and I ran into one another and, and went to that jam night. And I still just like, dude, that's super cool. It's like a life experience, you know? Oh, for sure. Actually, dude, I'm so glad you asked me to go do that because, uh, you know, it's I I love playing music, and you know, I I had never played with any of you dudes before. Yeah, and we just show up and just jam, and you know, it's it's just awesome. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna agree. You know, I th- I think it's crazy too that we met. Like I I was, like a dude like you was the last person I was expecting to meet here. Like I like yeah. you know I'm going to I'm an accounting major, bro, and I'm on the rodeo team at Iowa Central. You know I'm riding Bronx and stuff, and you know I'm oh I'm here I'm here to rodeo, but then this dude in walks with an Iron Maiden shirt. I was like oh that's that's kind of badass. You know I I wonder about this dude, and we just start talking to music. And you mentioned Freddie King. I think Freddie King was a badass. You know, and I'm just like we got to play going down at the jam night, and yep. that's such an awesome song. Yeah, man. It's, so that's been one of my favorites for a long time. <laughs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
if a lot of people are like, I've never heard that song, but if you've seen the TV show Eastbound and Down, it's actually the uh, intro song to that TV show. I I actually uh, have seen that, and now that you mention that, I I honestly never, I never realized that. Oh <laughs> man, that's awesome, dude! I uh, it's so cool because like the first time I heard it was actually at uh, I was watching a G three jam. And that's like a Satriani vibe. And they'd always pick a third guitarist to come with them. They'd go on a tour and they would each play like a small set. And then at the end, they would come out and do like a jam together. And they all, all three of them would play a song. And that was like the first time I ever saw people jamming, honestly. It was like, you go, it's like, oh man, it's so crazy. These guys are playing songs that aren't theirs. And they're just adding solo after solo. And it sounds super cool. And how do they do this? You know, like, oh yeah. Oh, they just pick a key and go with it. You know, <laughs> it's, it's obvious now. But like when you're great, young and growing up, like these guys are wizards, you know, <laughs> you know, that's a good way to put it, <laughs> you know, so then they start playing going down and I'm like, this song is awesome. How have I never heard this song? And then I like listen to the original version. I'm like, there's like piano in this. This is t- like, how did they change it up? And then, it, you know, like I said, as you get older, it's just like, oh, duh, you know, and uh, I've played it a handful of different with a handful of different people and a handful of different ways. And uh, sometimes I play it with a little more swing and sometimes I play it with uh, more of a driving beat and get like a double time feel out of it, you know, to make it feel faster. Uh, but you know, it's all just kind of whoever's there and what's going on. And that's one of the reasons I like going to the jam nights is, uh, you never know who you're going to get to play with and who's going to stand next to you. And, uh, every time it's, every time is different. You know, every time you show up and you play, it's with somebody else, you know, you and I got to play with Scott Dahl and Ron Lee King. Oh yeah. And- that was, that was cool, man. Uh, by the way, I just want to send a huge shout out to the guys that put that on, uh, Scott and, uh, Bruce and all those guys, Yep. uh, because that was awesome. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we even switched up. We had uh, Scott came out and sang a song, and Duran Watts played the drums, and uh, Bruce played guitar with us. You know, we actually got to play Midnight Rider, yeah. and, and it was like a seven to nine minute rendition of Midnight Rider. Yeah, I remember. My, I had played bass in so long, I forgot. You know, yeah, how the 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 stretch. You yep. know, and and I was sitting there playing that super easy, but my my hand was killing me. Yeah, it's a simple <laughs> riff, but if you you could stretch it out and kind of your hands get tired playing it and uh <laughs> you know it's just one of those it takes a lot more strength than you think to play a bass compared to the guitar it's always one of those funny things where i'm primarily a guitar player but i have a bass and i play it sometimes and every time i pick it up i'm like ah this thing is heavy this thing is long yep. and it takes more <laughs> muscles well like and that's one thing uh, uh when we stepped up there and i'm like i said i'm I'm tickled that I got to do that because it was so fun and I I forgot how much fun I had playing bass because I hadn't been able to play bass with a group in a long, long time, like with another person, you know. So I was practicing by myself and back home when I was jamming with dudes and I got into guitar like last summer, I helped a dude play bass, you know. I helped him learn some stuff and of course Travis is blind and I've told you about that. Yeah. I guess we can get into that a little bit later. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, you know, and I just played rhythm guitar and sang with those guys and um so but i when we got there and we started talking about what we're gonna play i'm like well you know i know how to play this song on bass so Uh i can play bass and we can go up there and jam and do it you know and and uh i i totally forgot how how much different it is yeah it's it's the same but it's different in a way you know Uh but and and I totally had forgotten how much I had really enjoyed it, like keeping a rhythm on a bass guitar, man. So I, I, I really had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. So. Uh, and you know, it's, it's like a 
priceless thing to actually have these things happen in our community and uh it sucks when they they get canceled and and last night i got all my homework done for the most part and i ended up going to the jam night at patty's pub in fort dodge and uh i had a great time i showed up late uh i got to play a couple songs right before they closed the night out uh with some awesome musicians the whole way through it was super cool I'm bummed I got, you know, I had to miss the first couple hours, but I'm super tickled that Jeremy let me hop on stage, and I got to see some of my buddies there, so it was really cool, but you and I tonight, as we're recording this, we're going to go to Eagle Grove, and we're going to go to the jam night that Scott Dahl was setting up there, Yep. and unfortunately, uh, that got canceled, and so we shifted gears, and now we're recording a podcast instead, and I brought an acoustic over, maybe we'll play a couple jams, maybe not, but... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and go ahead and blame that on Canada for sending us all the snow. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? <laughs> I mean, I've I've never seen snow cancel so many things as I have this year. It's pretty mind blowing. Like I guess I never realized that. Uh, I mean, the weather has been pretty bad, honestly. Yeah, like, compared to usual. But oh, for sure. But uh, yeah, like uh, I kind of kind of wish we could have went to that jam night. And uh, you you got a big course load, so you didn't you couldn't afford to go last night to the jam night. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, I was doing some homework with that, and uh, you know, I know you were doing that too. But and then then did some other things. But uh, yeah, I wish I wish I could have gone, but I was just a little too tired. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it goes. Um, uh, let's let's give a shout out to uh, Rails Bar and Grill. They were going to host the the jam night that we were going to go to tonight. I wanted to make sure to mention their name, and uh, so uh, if you want to, you can check out Rails Bar and Grill on Facebook. I believe that they will update everybody when they change the date on that, because I believe they're still going to try and have have that change to a different night. But it was just for everybody's safety, because it's supposed to get pretty junky out tonight. And yeah, it's supposed to start freezing rain and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so. so. And I heard there's going to be tons of wind and whatever, so I guess... Uh, I hope everybody's traveling safe if you're listening to this at the moment. Uh, a lot of people listen to this to and from gigs and things like that. So if you're out there traveling right now, make sure you stay safe. Um, now I want to mention something here before we get into uh, talking about this blind bass player that, you, that you've talked about a little sure. bit with me. Uh, this is going to be cool. But uh, I remember I've got you on my Snapchat and I've seen you play songs on your Snapchat before and... I've always thought your Snapchat was really entertaining. You know, first and foremost, you've got a couple catchphrases that I dig. Uh, it's even bled into some of my friends that are older, like up in the Humboldt area, started saying some of the words. And uh, I'm not going to mention the catchphrases. You could say them if you want to. Uh, maybe we could end the podcast with some catchphrase drop. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I do think that's that's kind of funny. Like. Um, you know, there's a couple of times I'd have some random dudes like add me on Snapchat and you're like, Hey man, you can accept this if you want. It's just my buddy. Like if you don't want to accept it, then don't, but he just thinks you're hilarious. So go ahead. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah. So whatever. I mean, I'd just be hanging out with my friends and I'm like, Oh God, everybody, Hey, everybody shut up. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's you like talking about like a storm front rolling in or something. Yeah. Something's <laughs> just something ridiculous. Yeah. And, you just pick something menial or sometimes it was something, you know, you whatever you were doing at the time and it was just like check this out you know yeah but, just uh, uh stupid stuff yeah i have oh gosh you know <laughs> i appreciate the love for that though that's that's i don't try too hard i really just try to be myself everywhere yeah. i go yeah and that's just me being goofy really and that's just me trying to be me so <laughs> yeah 
Well, like every now and then you'd toss in like uh, some of you like playing guitar and singing songs, uh, you know, depending on who it was going to be. Usually a lot of older stuff, a lot of stuff you can pull off with an acoustic and yeah. things like that. And uh, as of late, you've started putting a lot more of those things on there. And people, uh, some people have even had like requests for songs and you've even played some of the requests for people. Yeah, I've def- I definitely got to start working on a little bit of those. It's actually kind of cool because everybody, I always got feedback from putting stuff out there. You know, everybody, you know, loves to hear it. And, and I've been told I'm a, I'm a decent singer. I don't really think so, but you know, that's what they always say. You're better than uh, me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I put that out there and, and I get a bunch of people hitting me up. They're like, dude, we, we love it, you know, keep at it, blah, blah, blah. So then I decided, you know, whatever, about a week ago, it's like, hey, if you guys have any requests, you know, hit me up. I just don't do pop country stuff because I don't like that. I think it's all, I think it all sucks. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> It's it's a lot like any music that becomes really popular. It becomes like a caricature of itself. It's yeah. almost like uh, everything just keeps going more and more over the top until it's just not enjoyable. I mean, every I feel like almost every music genre did the same thing. I I, I will agree. There's certain instances uh, where you know, for example, you have like hair metal in the '80s. Dude, that was the first know. thing that came to my mind when that started getting too over the top. Everyone just instantly turned their back on it and they yep. said, "Done." Yeah, and then the grunge scene came around, and which I never really got too into. Like everybody loves Nirvana, I feel like, and I never really got too into that kind of stuff. I think uh, Kurt Cobain had some good lyrics, and he was a decent guitar player. But I just I don't know why. Uh, But I heard some stuff the other day. I totally forgot. I was gonna look that up for you. Uh, Some dude, I've mentioned a dude that's on my Facebook that posts. uh, He's like grew up in the '90s and stuff, and he posts all that stuff. And uh, he posted a song. It was the first time I'd ever heard that song. I'd have to look that up for you in a little bit. But yeah, oh man, that'd be cool. I, uh, I've I've been known to be a big Nirvana fan when I was younger, and a not very big Nirvana fan when I was older. But uh, the odd thing about that is I've I've tipped back and forth on who I like in the grunge scene so many times. Like I was an Alice in Chains fan for a while, and and recently for some reason I found myself really getting into Pearl Jam um whether or not that's a good thing um i was never super huge into Soundgarden, but that's you know i'd give or take that i i did dig me some chris cornell solo stuff for a while i bought a couple of his albums because i just i got really into that it was like a dark folk kind of sounding stuff i don't know how to describe it it was it was odd uh mostly acoustic but still chris cornell um this one I just found this is Soul Asylum. Runaway Train is this song I was oh, listening yeah, to the Soul other day. Soul Asylum, man. And I was I'd never heard of these dudes and I yep. heard this song, I was like, Wow, that's not too bad, you know. I yeah. like, I kinda enjoyed that. So <laughs> Dude, I will have to say, um nineties music is definitely not my favorite unless we're gonna start talking about thrash metal because like early nineties thrash <laughs> metal was really cool. But uh dude they can write songs in the nineties. Everything was catchy, you know, like I bet you could turn on the radio to a people playing 90s music and it's you know most of the lyrics to most of the songs yeah. it's just the way it's gonna go well i i think it's funny have you ever seen the movie ted yeah you yeah. know where he's like oh it's like a 90 i can fit any 90s song into this tune and he's like at, they're at that party or whatever and yeah. the mayor ted he's like i can sing any 90s song like yeah, <laughs> yeah. i can't do it but <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, that's one of the other funny things about how like music is just comes down to preference and 
just because I don't necessarily like music as my first choice doesn't mean I'm not going to listen to it. And that's something that came with age. Um, Agreed. Like when I was younger, it was like, you just yell at people like, turn that crap off, you know, and like <laughs> nowadays it, I can handle most anything because it's kind of like there's so much music out there, you're never going to be able to listen to it all. So it's when I hear new music um, or music I haven't heard before, it's just kind of like, I'm going to give this at least a fair shot, you know? I totally agree, but uh, I used to just not even not even give it a chance, yep. you know, and now I definitely, it's like, I'll listen, I'll give anything a chance, really, and, you know, I I may have said, oh, pop country sucks earlier or whatever, but if somebody says, oh, you should check this song out, you know, I'm going to check it out, Yeah, at least, but. Yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> I was guilty of not too far back, uh, a buddy of mine tried showing me a pop country song, and I was like, all right, I'll check it out, and about 30 seconds in, I asked him to, to shut it off, and he's like, wait, let's get to the chorus, and so, you know, we get to the end of the chorus, and I'm like, ah, I'm done with this, I'm like, sorry, yeah. sorry, but, you know, so, I, I do have a little <laughs> bit of snobbery sometimes here and there, but uh, a, lot, me. a lot of my preference just lies now on, on anybody playing anything that resembles something like an instrument, like, um, I don't care if you're using... I mean, I'm, I don't want you to just have a laptop DJ, but, like, you know, DJs scratching records. Like, I thought that was the coolest thing in the world when I first started, like, trying to learn how to do it. I bought a couple turntables, and I did a little bit of it, but it's actually super difficult, like, you know? Yeah. So then I, I started dinking around with some digital stuff, and I was like, oh, this is a little bit easier. And then I started realizing, like, oh, if you get, a, you know, fancy stuff, the software does most of the work, and you don't even have to try hard. And I'm like, ah. That's not that fun, but uh, like I looked at people using like uh, 64 key launch keys, and uh, I can't remember the name of them uh, right off the top of my head, but making all sorts of like DJ music with that, and like, even that's like pretty interesting to me. Um, just uh, obviously, I'm preferences guitar and stuff. Yeah, um, and I I'll say the same. I I find a lot of stuff interesting. You know, if you can make up your own thing, like that's that's always gonna be cool. Yeah. And but yeah, I'm definitely you know I'm. I have the utmost respect for anyone that's good at playing an instrument, you know, because I know, like, I've tried to play many instruments, yeah. and it's not hard to master it. I'm, I'm, I'm not a master of any of them, to be honest. Yeah. So. yeah. Oh, you're, you said it's not hard to ma- It's not easy. Yeah, to not easy. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's another thing. Like a buddy of mine uh, up in Humboldt was just like, I'm gonna get a drum set and learn how to play drums, and I, you know, tried teaching him how to do the basic drum beats and stuff like that, and he was just like dude, this is hard. <laughs> and like, after that, he was just like, well, I'm going to try learning guitar. So he like gets a guitar and he's just like, man, this is hard. And after that, he was just like, dude, music's awesome. Like these guys, like, I don't even know how these guys do this. Cause you know, he tried to play it and it's, it's not like he gave up, but he realized how difficult everything was. Oh, yeah. And that would like gave him all this new perspective on it, you know? Well, it's like, and I don't even think I'm that good of a guitar player. I know enough to where I know what I'm doing and I've been playing for you know, I first got a guitar when I was probably like my first like six string I ever bought was when I was around sixteen. Uh-huh. So and I'm so that's been almost eight years. Yep. And I'm I'm still not even that good. So. Yeah. Well, I mean I've been playing fifteen, if you could call it fifteen. I took like a break in the middle where I just never picked one up. Um I don't know what you know. I think I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but uh I just you know, 
didn't play for a while. But yeah, I don't know. We'll just call it like 15 years I've been playing. I'm still only this good. And, it, you know, it just comes down to determination and, and having the time for it. Like, when I first started going back to college, I found myself with a lot of free time. And it was like, what do I do with all this free time? So, uh, you know, I, I started Audible Farm. I joined a band. And then it was just like, well, if I'm going to be an asset to this band, I should probably figure out what the heck I'm doing. You know, so then I, instead of just trying to read chords and play exactly what somebody told me to play, I could actually add my own spice to what was going on. So that was what, like, helped was, like, well, blues doesn't seem too difficult if you just play the basic kind of blues, you know. And I started doing that and realizing why notes sounded good and where they were at in the scale patterns and stuff like that. And I had taken some music theory classes in high school, and I, I, it all kind of started flooding back. And I'm like, oh, man, I understand this stuff now and how it translates to a guitar. And I am I am honestly just figuring out some of that stuff, like, on my own. So yeah. it's <laughs> It's a difficult thing to master, and it's it's not something you have to lean on the whole time because basically, like at most jam nights, I just they're like, uh, I know what key songs are in, and most of us that's like the only thing we tell each other. It's like it's in this key, go, and and most of us still stay together pretty well because we're all, you know, picking one of eight notes. You yep. know, I guess it'd be seven, but yeah. So yeah, but it's the way it, it's the way that all that kind of goes. I once I realized how like that was all unlocked I, I I realized like oh now this is how you can go to these jam nights and act the same way these guys do and they just oh it's this key and you can play with them and I never I never thought I'd be in that position you know but having all that free time and determination to do it actually kind of willed me into the position I'm in today and I don't have the time to practice as much now as I used to but uh uh, I don't know. Oh, it's there. I I totally wish I had more time to practice. You know, and that that's another thing too is of the years I've been playing guitar, there have been a few where I just didn't pick it up. Like I was doing other stuff. Yep. You know, busy. But yep. I honestly don't think I'll ever put it down again for an extended period of time. You know, like yeah. there might be a a time now where I I don't pick it up for like a week. But uh-huh. but that's about it. You know, because I I'll I'll see it. You know, I always got it with me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I haven't played it in a while, so I'm definitely going to play for a little bit. Yeah, I so. mean, that's that's one of the things I read in a Guitar World magazine. Somebody said, uh, put a guitar next to your TV, so that way every time you turn a TV on to watch TV, you have to look at a guitar sitting next to it that's not getting played. And, like, your instinct is going to be, I want to play this thing, and then all of a sudden you find yourself, like, every commercial break like running a scale or something you know you just <laughs> you just find yourself playing a little lick of this song or a little ditty of that song or just kind of farting around with something here or there and then you find yourself playing the guitar most of the time and then ignoring the tv and then the tv's off and you're playing <laughs> you know it's this like weird thing that starts to build and even if you just play a little bit here and there during commercials you're still better off than not playing it at all oh yeah so you know sometimes you can trick yourself into playing more and uh you know, sometimes just getting a new guitar, getting a new little piece of gear here and there kind of thrusts you into wanting to play more because you're like, oh, i got to try this thing out now. Well, and that's one thing I like too is like I don't, you know, I was showing you, I only have my acoustic and my bass here uh-huh. and uh, all my other stuff. I have another two two basses back home, which one I gave to that uh, blind dude yeah, um, to let him play. I gave my all my bass amps to him too. But... Uh, you know, I have my uh, two electric guitars back home, uh-huh. and, uh, you know, I, I've i switched them out throughout the year. Yeah. I've gone from, I never brought my hollow body, but I had my Les Paul here for a while playing that, yep. and then, 
you know, I took that home. I was like, well, you know, I don't really feel comfortable with a $1,500 guitar just sitting here on this uh, campus. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say anything else besides that, but uh, <laughs> about about that. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't blame you. I mean, I brought most of the stuff in from outside my car, so it's, yeah. it's no different. You know, like, uh, and so I just kind of just been hanging out with my acoustic guitar here, and that's that's just what it is. And um, but I, sometimes I'm almost afraid to take my hollow body places just because that's that's my baby. That's my first six string I ever got. And yeah, this uh, this big Epiphone S335, and uh, I put Gibson pickups in that, and uh-huh. it just sounds sweet out of this orange amp I got back home. And so. Uh, I just, I almost am afraid to take that anywhere because I'm like, oh man, I don't want to hurt this thing. It's like my baby, dude. (laughs) You got to have home gear and you got to have road gear. (laughs) I mean, that was something I learned. I mean, you don't necessarily have to, but like I only had one setup to take with me to and from places when I started playing guitar and it was, you started realizing how fast things start to wear out when you start hauling them back and forth. And it's like, oh man, I'm only going to bring this one cabinet and this one amp with me. So, you know, these absorb all the wear and tear and I don't Mm -hmm. have to worry about slowly junking up everything i own you know so that was always something i always like to do is try and keep my stuff as nice as i could because i might want to sell it someday you know depending on what it is or i don't know it's just you don't want to run around with a bunch of broke junk you know? yeah yeah i totally agree i mean well if i if i play like a six string like guitar or electric guitar in a group i do i would take my hollow body for the simple fact that that's that's the tone i like and yep and uh even though excuse me even though like it doesn't have too much of a difference from my les paul but it's it's there and i can tell and i just like i like it yeah and um you know i've that's the guitar i've played with people yeah back home so it's like you know if i'm gonna if i'm gonna do anything that's more bluesy anyway i'm definitely taking that yeah totally uh, you're talking about the tone you wanted. I had, I'll have to show you the video after this, but I saw a video online that Joe Satriani had shared on his Facebook page, and I'm sure he shared it everywhere, but it was a Guitar World article that somebody had written about how a lot of your tone is in your fingers, and it's a video of Joe Satriani in like 2007 playing like a pig nose Stratocaster knockoff, and then he's got he's going into like some Digitech RG whatever something some sort of digitech processor and then he's going into like some junky pv amp and he's playing surfing with the alien and it sounds like really weirdly close and it's just like how is this happening when he's like playing like you know and that's just one of those things like when i was younger i i grew up on like squire guitar and a sure. little frontman amp and just like you get the little package and this is what i'm my first instrument's gonna be and I uh, took it over to a guy's house that was really good at guitar, and I was just like, man, I wish I had a nice guitar so I could really, you know, learn how to play well. And he's like, you don't need a nice guitar. Check this out. And he just picked it up and started shredding on it, you know. And Totally. It's just, uh, you know, there is a lot of, to be said about, like, kind of guitar and amp and speakers you're using to create most of your tone differences. But it is also pretty crazy if you put your guitar in the hands of somebody really good, how they how well they can make it sound. Well, and, it, and that's the thing, that Epiphone that I have, that... Uh, hollow body is uh i bought that thing for like 310 dollars yeah yeah and um you know i've slowly modified it and you know Uh i put uh it had humbuckers in it i put uh gibson p94s in it which is like a p90 and humbucker housing Mm -hmm. um did that and that's that's really what did it for me i mean it sounded it sounded different after that but i Uh totally know what you're saying when you're talking about the uh 
you know, it's your hands too. And yeah. that's actually why I don't like to play with a pick. Uh-huh. I, I like to just strum with my fingers because I think the sound I get from that just is so much, it's like almost more delicate, I yeah. want to say. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's, I don't know. I, I, that's how I would say it's, it, it's delicate. And when I play with a pick, I, when I start getting into it, I start to hit it harder, you know, yep. and it gets heavier and louder where I, you know, want to stay at one level and that's, it just doesn't sound the way I want to make it sound. So. Is that with a bass or with a guitar? Oh, guitar. Yeah. Guitar. I, I can, I usually like to play with a pick on a bass, but I do think the tone difference is still like if I'm going to play with my fingers, it's, yeah. it is going to sound more delicate, you know? Yeah. But it's just because I, I prefer a pick with the bass and I don't, that's why I, that's how I started. Yeah. And when I got into playing guitar, I just didn't like the sound I made with a pick on it. So I quit using one on guitar. So. That's crazy. <laughs> it's kind of weird how we pick our preferences and it's also kind of crazy how tough it is to break yourself of like old habits, you know, when yeah. you start playing instruments. Um, e- even just like, Oh, I hold it this way. I play with this. I strum the guitar this way. And, and I mean, every single thing makes, makes a big difference. Like I'm, I'm wearing a Marty Friedman shirt and uh, Marty Friedman learned how to play guitar like kind of on his own, and he didn't know that most people were strumming down when they hit the guitar, and so like he would strum up instead, and so a lot of his stuff is upstroke. St- it starts with upstrokes, and it's based off of that, which makes it really weird if you watch him play a solo. Like seventy percent of the strokes are upstrokes. It's just kind of a crazy thing. And that I I think that's gnarly too because like that like there can be such a tone change you know mm-hmm. an upstroke mm-hmm. compared to a downstroke and and that's that's something too i've i've learned throughout time you know yeah. it's like man if i play it this way like it sounds freaking cool mm-hmm. you know so yeah there's all different like little tips and tricks <laughs> and you can like watch the way people play and like hold the guitar or like with the way they strum one string but they they're actually strumming all the strings and muting five of them but just hitting one note so you end up with this like clunk that happens like around the sound of the note. Yep. Uh, like that'd be like a Stevie Ray Vaughan trick, I guess. Ta-tung, ta-tung, ta-tung. That's how he gets that little, that kind of thing going in there a little bit. Is uh, he does a little bit of string muting while he plays other strings, and it's that's just like crazy stuff. That I mean, I, you start to pick it up if you play that style a little more, and that's that's just one of those things that's gonna come with time and and playing more and and not putting the guitar down, hopefully, and uh, I, it just depends on who you are and like where you're at in your life because i mean as you and i are we're like quite a bit busier now than we have been in previous semesters oh, here so, god yes so uh i mean you especially but like i mean we're both doing the intern thing yeah you're de- well i mean you're definitely interning a lot more than me <laughs> yeah well that's those snow days are killing you guys but uh that's just that's just the way it goes um i mean i mean i'm just i guess i'm thankful to to be able to do it uh one of the main things that I learned coming back to Iowa Central was like giving back was something that I needed to do because uh, it's not like I was destitute. It's not like I was like down on my luck too much, but like I came back here and it was just like, I need to change something in my life. I need to like, you know, do something better. And so I was like, well, let's do some accounting because I like finance stuff. And I, you know, accounting had a slightly bigger job market, you know, later uh, down the road, uh, projected job market, I guess. So I went into accounting. I kind of you know, really liked it. And, uh, the whole giving back thing, like, I mean, I made that guitar for Iowa central. Uh, if anybody wants to see it, I shared a post about it on the audible farm Facebook page. Uh, you can go there and check it out. And, uh, you know, there's a link to 
more information on it. But like I made that guitar, donated it to the program, and yeah, that and, thing's freaking sweet, by the way, man. Yeah. Oh man. But I mean, just giving back in any way. Like uh, I'm glad to have a a place to go to uh, lend my skills that I've learned over the last handful of years. You know, and I'm and I'm glad I learned them. So that was where like making the guitar. That was, I mean, I, that's pretty much where it came from. It was just like I just wanted to give back in any way I could. I. I found a lot of friends through like the accounting program here and met a lot of really awesome people. And I just wanted any way I could to uh, help somebody else kind of hopefully find that. Well, and I'll say too, like, uh, you know, I've done, I've, tr- I try to help out when I can, you uh-huh. know, with whatever, if anybody asks me something, you know, that's one thing my dad always taught me, by the way, uh, you know, and I guess we don't really need to get into that. It doesn't matter, I guess, but you know, my dad always really taught me to work hard and, he was always the first person helping anybody that needed help. And yeah. so I guess I kind of learned that throughout life. And it does really feel good to help other people. Yeah, it does. And, uh, but yeah, touching on like being in the accounting program, uh, I'm so glad I chose this major because I think Doc Don's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Nikki's awesome. And there is a, an excellent group of kids in that program. I like, I don't think I could trade it for anything you know yeah i mean the instructors are are great the program's great um so much stuff that i learned i'm actually actually get to go into real life and see how it applies to everything yes that is that is one major thing it's like whoa you know (laughs) yeah i mean doing an internship is is a crazy thing because i went into it and i was like oh man I hope I learned enough. You know, that's like all I kept thinking to myself. And you yeah. go and you're like, I'm a, I'm I'm not over prepared for this, but I feel like I'm over prepared for an internship. Mm-hmm. You know, like and and you go into one of those situations, you're like, holy cow, I actually learned a bunch of stuff. And and that's you know, that was like the culmination of me realizing like, oh yeah, I I made the right choice by making this guitar, donating it, and then giving it. You know, helping them raise some money and and to sell it and or they're raffling it if anybody you know that listen that's listening cares but it's uh, five dollars a ticket you got it uh hit me up if you want a ticket i can sell you one uh but but yeah we're raffling that baby off and i'm, I'm really excited to see uh how many tickets are being sold uh how much people are taking to it and enjoying it online and and i'm just like like i said i'm just glad i could give back i, I knew i had to uh it took me a long time to learn that in my life that you had to like work hard and do all these things and, and not take the shortcuts because the shortcuts seem like you get there so much quicker, but you're actually not, you're not, you're not getting there quicker. Yeah. You're not learning anything no. taking shortcuts. No, that's, you know? it's a hundred percent fake it till you make it. And I'll tell you what, fake it till you make it can get you some places sometimes, but you need to put the legwork in, in order to be able to fake it, to make it. Yep. Like exactly. That's, that's the thing. Like if you come prepared, you probably won't fail. Like no matter what, so you gotta you gotta come correct to things like this. Yeah, as know? long as you prepare yourself, and that goes for really anything, you know. As long as you prepare yourself and are ready for challenges, you can go out there and and be a cocky sob and think, man, you know, I'm I'm the baddest yeah. mofo out here, yeah. you know. And touching on the fake it till you make it stuff, you know, because. You know, if you're prepared and you know what you're talking about, like, yeah. you're going to do something good. Exactly. I mean, that's one reason, like, most, most people that, like, I don't know, this guy plays guitar, he thinks he's so cool, whatever. And it's like, dude, he deserves it. You, you know how much how many hours he had to put in to be this yeah. good at, at playing a, a piece of wood with strings across it? Like, <laughs> yes. like, come on, you know, cut this guy some slack. I mean, 
Same thing with like if dude computer programmers, you know, something like that. Whatever, I don't care. Like you guys are all rock stars too. Like yeah, the older like, I get, the more I realize everybody's kind of a rock star. Yeah, it's like man, I can't do that stuff, bro. Yeah. Like yeah, it's cool. Yeah, like, dude, this guy's a mechanic, and some people are just like, ah, mechanic's not a great job. Screw that. This guy's a wizard. He's like <laughs> his whole entire he knows everything. His, his life is like an engineering 3D puzzle. Like it's 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 like the craziest thing in the world, and every puzzle's different. And some things times you know, it just doesn't work, and they gotta fix it. And that's just, it's just crazy to me. I, uh, <laughs> I'm just glad I've gained the perspective while being here. And uh, I think it's probably time we shift gears and talk about this blind bass player. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, so I'll I'll start off with um, his name's Travis Allen, and he's one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. Um, went to high school around the time my dad did he's like maybe two or three years younger than my dad uh-huh. and um you know they used to go to all these badass concerts i've heard so many stories about them going to just kick-ass concerts back in the day like yeah. man i wish i could have freaking gone to that you know uh-huh. and uh <clears throat> let me ask you this was he blind back in the day was he been blind? no okay. no he that just recently like happened about 10 years ago he started going blind Oof. and he can't really see for crap now but um, he still paints. He's oh, he was always a really good artist. Um, like and some of the stuff I'll have to show you sometime. Oh yeah, totally. Some of his stuff it's really cool. Um, but he still does that, and I can't believe it. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but anyway, I I walk into his place, and I hadn't seen him in a while after, uh, we got done with school last year. Uh huh. Um. So my first year of college is done, and I go home, and I was actually really wanting to play with some people just from talking to you. Yep. You know, so I was like, man, you know, I got to find something to do. Well, I I didn't even realize he was doing this stuff. Yeah. And um, I walk into his place, and he's got, like, this flat, you know, and it's like he's got, like, this living room and, like, a little kitchen, almost like apartment style. He's got his bedroom. And he's got a little work room in the back where he paints. Yeah. And he's got this huge open room. Uh-huh. And uh, it's like a separate, like huge living room that it was like set up at like a studio almost. Oh, and he crazy. had like that. Yeah, they had everything. Everything you like. He had his, you know, guitars, amps, the drum set, you know, all the speakers, oh, soundboard. Gosh. That's crazy. Yeah, and so I was like, dude, what is this, man? He's like, well, like we've been getting like a band together of a couple local musicians, you know, uh-huh. that and we've been playing some blues stuff, you know. And I was like bro i play he goes he's like dude i didn't even know you play you yeah. know we're jamming on wednesday night come over oh that's cool i was like okay i'm i'm bringing my one of my amps and i'm bringing my guitar and we're gonna do this dude uh-huh. and i just step in with these dudes and started playing and they're like wow dude you know your guitar sounds pretty badass like that's cool like uh you know what you're doing too we tell you what notes to play and you're playing rhythm that's kind of actually like it sounds really good with us yeah yeah so we want you to play with us I'm like okay that's cool well anyway um to touch on travis he's he was he usually plays like an upright bass oh which is, cool which is freaking sweet how he does it's a fretless yeah you know and he like doesn't mess up either <laughs> and yeah so like we'll be playing stuff and he'll be just be playing you know pretty much like blues chords you know uh-huh. throughout it yeah and um 
so he's doing that stuff, and I'm like, man, I'm I'm watching him there one day, and he's not even like, you know, he can't see it. So <laughs> he's sitting there, and I'm playing guitar, and I'm like looking at him, and he's just like looking into space, just jamming on this upright bass. <laughs> and, and I was like, bro, like I'm I'm amazed. Yeah. You know, I was like, how do you do that? Oh, just you know, I don't do shit every day, man. I'm blind. I can't work. So I sit here. I paint and I play bass all day. Oh man! I say, well, cool, man. You know that's cool. And he's got a, he's got tape on the neck where all the frets would be. Yep. On even his fretted stuff, mm-hmm. uh, so he can f- just feel it. Oh, you that's know, cool. Just where yeah. he's moving his hand, and so I'm like, man, that's cool. And and he's like, well, you know, you're pretty good at guitar, and I never even knew you played. And I was like, well, I actually started on bass, Trav. And he's like well, you should, you know, teach me how to play some badass songs because he knew I knew a bunch of Kiss songs, and mm-hmm. he's got a couple of uh, uh, just Kiss posters and, like, paintings in yeah. his place. Um, so I was like, well, I'll teach you some Gene Simmons parts, and, you know, he's like, oh, you know, I, anything 70s like that's badass, I want to learn it. You know, I was like, okay, well, I'll teach you, you know, I, I, ACDC is really easy, so I was like, but some of the more where their bass parts aren't just eighth notes. Yeah. I kind of taught them. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, tra- like, I-, I honestly can't believe the dude. Like, he sits there and picks up the space and he starts playing, like, just jamming on it. I'm like, bro, like, I did not expect this to happen. Yeah, like, it's wickedly intriguing that, I mean, it's it's not... It's not like it's like, oh, man, that is unbelievable. But it's like nuts to think that like you can't see, but you could still play an instrument. Did he play before he went blind? No, man. Oh, he ju- he just started. More, that's even more crazy. Yeah, he just you know? started like, like two years ago. Oh, <laughs> like, not so, even. <laughs> like, I guess maybe it's like spidey senses. You know, like I always say like, oh, you're going to you lost your sight. So all the other senses get that much higher. It's like, do they? I mean, like maybe relatively speaking, they do. But like. Are they really that good where he, he just put tape on it and he's that good now? Yeah, or is it and like- I mean, sometimes when I'm teaching him something, like, he'll, like, mess one up and, like, you know, but he'll be one fret off. You yep. know, play, like, something too sharp. Yep. You know, and he'll be like, oh, that's wrong. Hold on. Let me let me restart it. Yep. And, like, when I'm teaching him something, like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, Travis, you know, just, just play through it. Yep. And if you mess up, you know, you're doing this until you get it right. Yeah. And, and that's what he does, man. So we've sat there, we've just sat there and jammed for hours on end drinking white Russians, man. <laughs> drinking a couple white Russians and Travis is ready to go. He's like, oh yeah, you know, like, let's play. Like, there are a couple times, and he lives in, I'm from a town called Lisbon, Iowa. Yeah. It's about uh, 20 miles east of Cedar Rapids on 30. It's probably got a population of like 3,300 people, something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and he lives like, you know, so it's a small town, but he lives like right on Main Street, like yeah. a block away from like the little police station and everything. Uh-huh. Well, we, th- I can't count the nights that we've stayed up with our amps turned up loud <laughs> until like 4 a.m., <laughs> like just jamming or like 5 a.m. And, you know, he can't see and he can't like he don't know what time it is and he's he's not asking what time it is. We're just having fun. Mm-hmm. So like I'll look out the window. I'll be like, oh, oh shit, man, I'm going to go home. Why is that? I said, well, because the sun's coming up. <laughs> you know, like, and so that uh, I've had so much fun playing with him. And it's it's just cool to know somebody like that. You know, I've known that dude most of my life, and um, just the fact that we can jam together now because we're both into the same kind of music, and you yeah. know, we both can jam. And 
yeah, uh, that's just phenomenal, and it's it's really fun to teach him some stuff too. It'll let him learn, and then we'll just start jamming. And he'll he'll be sitting there in the corner with his bass, and he'll just start busting out a a bass line that I know, and I'll just join in like that, and it's just like man, so fun. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, that's the best. You know, you're hooked when you hear. Uh, you start hearing some people play music, and you're like, "Man, I wish I could just jump up in there with them." You know? Oh and, yeah, uh, <laughs> man. I mean, that's the that's the best part about jam nights. And you and I, before you know, we split ways after this semester. Should probably get to another jam night for sure. Oh, for sure. Well, I definitely, um, you know, no matter where I end up or where I go, I definitely want to play with you again, man. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, totally. You know, I'll definitely keep in touch because it's it's been a pleasure getting to meet you and hang out with you. So yeah, I mean, it's surprising to me that you're not in a band but at the same time there are so many musicians that aren't in bands i mean do you play in a band band uh at all or uh no i would like if i wasn't at school and living back home i would be playing with those guys because they play like they kind of have like they don't like play gigs per se yeah but like um they'll go to bars and play almost like a jam night thing but it's it's just them pretty much and like if anybody else wants to join or like do something they can they'll let them Uh but like mainly they'll go and play and for a couple like local bars back home yeah do they have a name um the bars they play in Uh, or the the band band. themselves i I don't even know man i haven't even asked Mm -hmm. and i i can't remember i think travis told me something but i i totally forgot right now that's your homework um yeah for sure (laughs) yeah but um no, those guys, uh, it's like Travis, uh, he plays bass. There's this dude named Andy, uh, Pasker on drums and he's, he's pretty good. He's like grew up playing. And these guys are all like older dudes, by the way, uh-huh. but, uh, you know, and they're like forties and stuff. Yep. Um, but yeah, Andy said he played, grew up playing like drums in church and that's how he knew how to play yeah. drums. So, uh, so he, he plays and then, uh. Merle Fox is plays really good guitar. Like, he's he's damn good. And I was I I was so glad I got the chance to meet that dude too. I actually went to high school with his daughter. His daughter was like two years younger than me in high school, maybe three. And uh, but uh, and I I'd never met him before until we started jamming together. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh dude, like I know your family and stuff, but I've never met you. Uh-huh. You know, and and so cool. And he taught me some stuff too. And another guy named Robert Zahorik plays with them um and he's he's taught me a lot on guitar too just like watching him like i'd be playing rhythms and he'd uh be playing like acoustic guitar yeah um and just like the fill stuff that he'd do in between chords you know Uh uh-huh like really like i was like oh man i'm gonna start doing stuff like that when i'm playing by myself especially because it makes it sound so much better yep you know so I started doing that, and so thanks to all those guys, really, for, I mean, they they boosted my confidence a lot, too. Yeah. Because I sat there, and I got up in there, and I started singing for them one day, and they were like, dude, like, they're like, you kick so much ass, man. Like, <laughs> you, you need to sing for us. Like, yeah. You know, I was like, shit, man, I hope I can, you know, I hope I can do some shows with you guys or whatever. So hopefully in the future I get to hang out with those guys and uh, and play with them somewhere. Um, maybe they were doing. I think they might have been doing something soon coming up, but I'm I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, that they also have this gal that sings for them, and her name's Chelsea Jameson. Yeah, and she's a really good singer. Nice. Like, I like man. 
I've I've sang a couple times with her and yeah. stuff, and she's just like, dude, we need to do a duet on this, and like, you know, you're a really good singer. I'm like, no, dude, like you're a good singer, and <laughs> and she's like, well, I really like your uh, your vibratos you do, you yep. know, with your voice, and I'm like, well, thanks, dude. Like I freaking like yours too. Like yeah, let's sing yeah. together sometime, you know? And, yeah. But it's the perfect mix of people like to play the old blues stuff. Like a lot of the stuff that we heard and bowed at the Red Lantern, yep. uh, like that those dudes were playing would be stuff similar to yeah. like that old blues stuff, you know? And oh yeah. To, to what we were playing, you know, a couple of Elvis Presley songs and stuff. And yeah, yep, yep, yep. it, it was just old school stuff like that. That was just, you get up there and it was just fun to play with. You know? Oh yeah. That's some of the best. Some of the best stuff is just like some of the older stuff and it's yeah. simple yet complex, uh, meaningful lyrics. You know, it's just, yeah. it's, uh, just enough to get everybody to enjoy themselves. Cause you can, you can play most of those older songs pretty easily. And I'm not like oh, saying I, they're all easy cause they're definitely not all easy, but yeah, most of them are just, you know, blues and e you know or yep. some some crap like that and yep. and that's just you know i can do that and a lot of the songs are just so easy to play that you get up there and i can just put in different stuff like i really improved playing guitar just from playing with those guys because i was like oh i know what i'm doing now like yeah. i have a band to play with that i can like i can see how this sounds when i do this you yep. know so yeah that creates a lot of perspective too because like Playing a guitar by yourself is tough, and it wasn't until I got a loop pedal that I started like, oh, now I can play guitar with myself, technically, you know. And then I started like doing like backing tracks online and stuff like that. So, yeah, once you start stacking that stuff in there and you you start hanging out with other people, it, it's kind of crazy. You can kind of see what they're doing and borrow a little bit of their style and and nab a little bit of this guy's style. And before you know it, you got your own style, you know. Totally, totally. Hopefully, I get back home and like uh, I was gonna sit down with that Merle Fox dude, and and we were just gonna chill. And he's just like one time, one day he's like, "Man, if you ever want to learn anything else, you know, I'll tell you everything I know because you're a badass, dude." <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I was like, "Thanks, man." <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting close to an hour here already. I'm sure we've yeah we've went past an hour. But uh, is there anything you wanna wanna plug? Because I know you don't you don't have a band, you don't have like an artist page on Facebook. Uh, I mean like. You plug your Snapchat, but you know. Uh, you oh know. yeah, I mean, if y'all want to add my Snapchat, it's just at Vinster Dude V I N S T E R D U D E. Uh, otherwise, j- you can just tag me on Facebook in this, can't you? Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely tag yeah, you. Yeah, go for that. Uh, but yeah, I don't have any like page or anything, and um, but yeah, thanks for. I'm sorry if we deviated from music quite a bit in this, yeah, but it's, dude, it's totally worth it. Like, uh, you're what I'm. I you and I kind of met each other and started, um, I guess, enjoying one another's company around the presence of music and things like that. Yes. So it's it's definitely music related that uh, the two of us became friends. And, oh, for sure, man. <laughs> and, and you know, like when we, I wanted to get you on a podcast, anyways, because you and I kind of like the same kind of music and talk. And you you said you played, and then we went to a jam night together, and I was like, gotta happen. It's gotta oh happen yeah, now. man. So, you asked me, and I was like, man, like at first, I think you had mentioned something before. I was like, ah. Eh. I don't know if I want to, you know, like I haven't done too much with music recently, this and that. And then we went to that jam night. I was like, yeah, dude, I'm deaf. I like, 
hell yeah. I definitely yeah. want to do this again, and I'll definitely do like podcasts, go jam, whatever. I don't care, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's it's a fun community full of people, and and like those jam nights are like let's say you just play a little bit, just show up to one and don't even play and just enjoy yourself because there's so many killers out there just playing some really fun songs. Yeah, uh, especially to show up there and like see those guys like uh, Bruce and all those guys and Craig Phillips. Yep, Josh's dad, our yeah. teacher's dad. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like that dude was jamming on bass, and and Bruce was just lighting it up, man. Yeah, like Ron Ron King and all those guys. Like, holy crap, dude! I showed up. Like, I remember when we walked in, and all those dudes were playing, and I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I want to go up there anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's how I feel. Like, that's why last night when I went to Patty's Pub, I just like sat back in the corner. I'm like, well, we'll see if you know somebody notices I'm here or not. And sure enough, Jeremy oversaw me, and he's like, "You getting up there or not?" And I'm like, "Well, I mean, my guitar's in my car." He's like, "Well, I suggest you go get it," and he just <laughs> walks away. <laughs> so I was like, "All right, I'll go get my guitar." You know? Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed I didn't get to go to that, but there'll be another one, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, third Thursday jam nights at Patty's. Uh, not getting paid to say it, I'm saying it because I enjoy it. Yeah, that's, that's such a fun place. Uh, uh, not enough good things can be said about that. Uh, a lot of people come from all over the area to go there and make that happen. And surprise musicians show up that can just shred like crazy. Um, I mean, there's there's kids well younger than you and I that get up there and, and shred better than you and I. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it it's insane, dude. It is insane. Um, we're talking Iowa Rock and Roll Hall of Fame drummers and guitarists. Um, almost almost guaranteed you'll see one there every every single jam night. Sometimes you get four or five, it's, and it, it gets wild. And that's that's what I love about those deals, too, is uh, you, know, you meet so many just phenomenal musicians. Yeah. And it's just uh, it's pretty much like... Um, a networking thing almost, you know, yeah. you get out there, you get my name out there. Like that's one of the reasons I really want to do this too, is, you know, I get my name out there. Like if anybody ever wants to jam, that's into playing blues or whatever. Like I love playing blues. So that's, that's my main yeah. right there. But, uh, you know, I'll play, I loved playing, uh, Ted Nugent and Freddie King and, yep. and, uh, voodoo child. We played that one. Yep. <laughs> that fun, yep, so. play a little voodoo child. That's so. another fun one to play. So yeah, like all the guys out there, I know a lot of the Jam Night guys listen to this uh, podcast. And if you want, throw Vince a, a friend request on Facebook, or you know, add him on Snapchat if you want, or you know, whatever you want to do. I'd, I'd go for the Facebook. It's probably better because yeah, then, then you can then you can see who's got what jams coming up and stuff. Because for sure, there's not always Facebook event pages for the jams, and and you know, not everybody uses Facebook the same way. So it's kind of nice to have the right people to to be friends with because they'll share it you know more often i'm not always the best at sharing things oh I'm... well like i friended uh scott Dahl on facebook so i've i've been in the loop with all the jam stuff Good. going on so i'm just Good. like man yes like yes. i so want to go yep <laughs> so found found one of the guys that's that's helping to put on a lot of these jam nights and he's if he's not putting one on he's probably at one you know and that's that's i love i love what he's doing in the area and uh he was one of the first piece and people i kind of like uh tagged on to and i was one of the first people i hit up for a podcast and i just i love hanging out with him he's he's always just he just loves music you know more than more than i do which is which is saying something because i really i mean everybody likes yeah. music but it's just like i mean that guy's been doing it for decades yeah, it's just, <laughs> i love it i the, the communities that's the other thing when you talk about how there's good musicians around here there's more than our fair share of good musicians. Like saying they're good is almost an understatement. Yeah, that's like, definitely an understatement. Yeah, like 
the people I see at shows, I don't know if I'm going to be as good as like a quarter of the people that are there. Like if I practice the rest of my life, I'm not sure if I'd be as good as them. Yeah. You know, like that's how good some of these musicians are. Well, and like, yeah, and, and that's the thing too is I love listening to other people, but when it when it honestly comes to do it, like, and I have to get up there, I, at that point, like I start playing and I get into it and I just don't even care anymore. Yeah, you know? I don't ever and think so of, it's, that's, the, that's the one other thing I learned. Once you start playing, you don't really care how good you are. You're just happy you're playing. Yeah. You know, so, but yeah, there are so many phenomenal people around here, and and seriously, to all those people that put on those jams, that is so good for people like us. Yeah, you know, and people like me that want to get out there and jam and hang out and listen to music and and meet other people that play music. Yeah, maybe don't have a band. Yeah, you know, just a basement rocker that wants to show up somewhere and play a couple songs with some people. Yeah, for sure, and and definitely thanks to the establishments too that that uh let people like us show up and then do our thing yeah so. yeah i mean that's like open mic night for musicians it's it's not always the greatest i mean but it's crazy because you show up to these places and and even when people aren't doing well you're still just like that dude's ripping it up better than i can you know it, it <laughs> oh, <yeah>. always <laughs> comes back to like that for me i don't know there's just so many good musicians out there like you guys could be bad and you're better than me you know like I'm trying to hold it together when I get up there, but like Nah, you're like, good, man. It's like you said, once you get up there and start playing, you're just you just go with it. Just you sounded good when I was playing with you, so I'm, you can't I'm, throw yourself under the bus there. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Thanks for uh joining me on the podcast and uh you know, hopefully we'll get you another get you on another one sometime down the line. Uh when you're, you know, in a band we, after we're you know, go to some more jam nights, you know, maybe we'll meet up somewhere down the road yeah, after, for sure. after school or something. Dude, honestly, loved love to play a gig with you sometime if we can get that together. Or, yeah, know, definitely. Or, or get a get a bunch of songs we want to do. Uh huh. Yeah, mean, that'd be awesome. Dude, I'm so. totally I'm totally game. So uh, thanks again to Vince for joining me on the podcast, and we'll check you next time. Yeah, that was a long one, but I'll tell you what, when you're having a conversation that's that good, it's tough to stop. I'll tell you what, I had a great time talking to Vince. I'm so glad he could join me for a podcast. It's a little atypical for most of my podcasts because we didn't just discuss music. We discussed a lot of other things in our lives. But uh, the two of us have a lot of parallels in our lives. We both went back to school at an older age, and we're both in the same program. We both kind of like the same music. We're both, you know, it, it worked out really well uh, meeting him at Iowa Central, and I'm really glad I got to meet him. So, you know, he's one of the best best people I've met while being there. He's one of my best friends uh, that I've met while being there, and it's kind of crazy to go back to school at an older age and, and think that you made actually you actually made like a good friend out of the whole ordeal so it's cool to sit down and talk to him and and get his perspective on everything uh even even as far as like school and and going to jam nights and what kind of music he likes and why he likes it and and how he got started playing i do actually you know we forgot to mention his little catchphrase so uh maybe if maybe if you uh, add him on snapchat you will be lucky enough to hear one of his uh signature catchphrases i would like to say because it's pretty it's pretty fun he's got a great snapchat so if you guys do the snapchat thing go ahead and add him if you'd like otherwise i did tag him on facebook in this so go ahead and check him out on facebook throw him a friend request he's a great guy uh i'm really glad i got to sit down with him once again and thanks again to vince uh, I actually want to mention a show that's coming up. I'm not going to make too much of a career out of mentioning shows that are coming up, especially ones that I don't have a whole lot to do with. But there's going to be a comedy show in Humboldt, Iowa, which is pretty much a diamond in the rough for that small town area. I suggest everybody go to that. There's a Facebook event page for it. I'm not going to particularly share it with any of the Audible Farm stuff, but 
Uh, Chris Schlichting is actually going to be in Humboldt, Iowa on Saturday, March 9th from about 6.30 to 10.30. He will be at Rustics, I believe. Let me double check that. Yeah, he's going to be at Rustics. Gordy's at Rustics in Humboldt, Iowa. Tickets are 15 bucks in advance, 20 bucks at the door. I've seen this guy before. He is super funny. I highly suggest anybody in the Humboldt area with nothing better going on on Saturday, March 9th to go check this show out. He is a very funny man. A very funny man. And like I said, I'm not going to make too much of a career out of promoting other people's shows, especially if you know I'm not getting any money off of promoting the show. Uh, KHBT is putting the show on. That's that's the radio station that's here in Humboldt. I you know, assume they would be doing all their promotion that they would do for it. But I'm definitely going to that show. So if you want to go to a, a non-music-related show, come check that out. It's going to be a super fun time. I, I can't wait for it. There's... Uh, maybe some three finger betty dates getting booked in the future so uh make sure you check out the three finger betty facebook page for all that stuff uh there are rumors of unity doing some tracking for a new album that's going to drop soon so make sure you go follow the unity page online uh we've got tons and tons and tons of music from all the bands that i've, I've been in follow the bands that i've done interviews with it helps these guys out a ton and i mean a ton I, I absolutely love the fact that people are listening to the podcast, even the people that they don't know, and they're getting to know some of the musicians that are in their area, because I'll tell you what, Iowa is scattered with dozens upon dozens upon dozens of great musicians, absolutely fantastic musicians that are, as far as I'm concerned, national quality bands and people, and, and they're just great people all together because, you know, Iowa has some of the best people around, you know, whether or not you're from Iowa, and you may or may not disagree with me, but... I'll tell you what, I've had a great time sitting down with everybody doing these podcasts, and I've, I've done these for almost half a year now, which is, is mind-blowing to me. I, I, it's not like I didn't think it was going to last this long, but it's just kind of crazy how fast the time flies. I've, I've recorded over 30 hours of conversation that I've had with other people, and, and I've loved every second of it. So make sure you check out all the bands that I've talked about over the last 20-plus episodes. Check in next week for another great episode from us. I will check you next time. Thanks a bunch for listening. Peace.